Hey, Sales Lift Nation, it's your host, Tyler Lindley. Today, I have Eddie Cortez on the podcast. Hey, Eddie, how's it going today? It's going great, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining. Eddie is a sales development coach at Vendition. Been doing that for a little while now, helping new SDRs and sales reps in tech and SaaS sales really crush their role in the first few months. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today is what can brand new sales reps or SDRs who are new to sales, what can they do in the first month or so to really make sure they are crushing their role, they are ramping quickly, and they are exceeding expectations. I think one of the things we just talk about a lot, Eddie, is expectations and mindset. So what should a new sales rep, brand new to a sales role, think about when it comes to expectations and mindset, Eddie? Yeah, absolutely. I love the fact that we're diving right in. To me, this is really important for SDRs to focus on. So let's start with just the right expectations. A lot of times I speak with SDRs, very hungry, chomping at the bit, really want to get after it, get out there and really start making the dials. However, they just don't know what to expect. They think that you can pick up the phone and all of a sudden you're going to start booking meetings. And as you and I know, that's definitely far from the truth. So having the right expectation, what to expect, understanding that it's very difficult now more than ever to actually connect with your prospects. So it's going to be more of a long game. And it's very important just to understand the kind of the, the atmosphere you're selling into nowadays, really understanding that and then having a strong enough mindset to understand that it's going to be tough be able to persevere, demonstrate that grit that everybody talks about in the SDR role, because it's going to be hard. You're going to see more losses than wins, but understanding that you're improving and you're focusing every single day. So those are some of the things that I love to talk about with SDRs. And um, I'm sure you, you touch on that quite a bit as well with your SDRs. For sure. And I, you bring up some good points. Like we know that brand new SDRs are typically hungry, right? Like they want to come in, they want to make a big impact quickly, but you've got mm -hmm. to play that long game. I love that you bring up the long game. You can't do it all on day one. You're not going to come mm -hmm. in and set the world on fire. Some of them do. Some of them come in, set a few meetings early and think, oh man, I've got this. But believe right. me, sales will put you back in your place sooner rather than later, probably. And so you've got to understand that it takes time. It takes grit. You figure out quickly, I think, Eddie, if you have that or you don't, right? You either have that inside of you or you don't. Because a lot of us, this is like repeated failure day after day after day. Lots of failure. That's yep. a new thing. Like we're all used to failing, but like in small doses. We're not mm -hmm. used to this like repeated failure. How should new sales reps approach that, Eddie? Like, how can they get comfortable with not winning? <laughs> That's such a great question. And I, I've been thinking about this quite a bit and conveying that message to SDRs that I work with, essentially. It's you have to be okay with failing and you got to try to fail fast. That's very important and to me. It's you got to put it all on the line. If you're playing reserved, you're not putting just 100% effort into your activities or you're just not ready to fully get after it. Now, if you're not afraid to fail, you're ready to dust yourself off when you fall. Those SDRs are the ones that fail fast. Mm -hmm. They learn from their mistakes and they could quickly make adjustments and get up and just dust themselves off and move forward. And that's the most important piece in the SDR role is you get that tough objection. Do you retract or do you analyze what went wrong? Mm -hmm. Take a deep breath and then dial again. So and that's what really separates the two, right? Yeah, who's exactly. Who's successful in the role and who's not. So. Yeah. I love the idea you said of failing fast. Like the faster you can fail, the faster you can get better. Because really in sales, you either win or you learn. So I think you have to reframe your mind and that I'm not really failing. I'm just learning about all the reasons 
why that didn't work. And I'm learning about why that approach wasn't the best approach. And the quicker you can start to do that and reframe that failure as like a learning opportunity, the quicker you can get better. Another key piece though, too, Eddie, is like being open to constructive feedback, which is hard. We all say, oh, I want constructive feedback criticism and feedback, please. I can take that. But then it Mm -hmm. sucks, right? It sucks to have somebody say like, that wasn't that great, right? That's a harder skill to learn how to accept that kind of feedback. How should new reps approach getting feedback? How can you get into that mindset where you are accepting that instead of that being a negative for you? Yeah, that's a really great question. And it's difficult when you're first starting your career Because a lot of the times you get defensive. Automatically, you get defensive. You're very protective of your work and you feel like personally attacked when you get feedback. Mm -hmm. At least that's definitely something I struggled with early on in my career. But it's really important to understand the the why behind the feedback, right? It's not to attack you and say you're terrible or you did a horrible job. It's, hey, realize what you can work on so that you can improve. And that's what this real feedback is all about. So it's definitely important to have a great relationship with the SDR manager and leadership in general. That feedback is coming from a good place and they want to see you get better. So if you understand that, then it's better not to take it personal in a negative way. It's, hey, thank you. I'm doing good in this, but I definitely need to focus in these areas. So biggest thing, do not take it personal Mm -hmm. and try to get his feedback as much as possible from both colleagues and leadership as well. You bring up a good point there, like starting to work with your manager. That's a very important relationship, like between a new SDR, new sales rep and that sales manager. How can SDRs go about fostering a great relationship with their manager? What can they do to manage up? How can they just make sure that's a successful relationship? This is also another great question to unpack because... It's hard for, I would say, early stage SDRs to communicate with senior reps, leadership, because they don't feel like they're on the same level. So first things first is going all the way back to mindset is understanding that you were chosen for a reason for the role and that you're on the same team. You're not higher, not lower. Everyone's trying to accomplish the same goal at a different capacity, but we're all trying to accomplish the same goal. So knowing that it's okay to ask questions. I want you to over communicate early. I want you to go ahead and raise a flag when you notice some challenges but also be proactive and start thinking about what you can do to solve for that problem. All these things really show like quote unquote managing up, really show your leadership that you're engaged. It shows that you're really bought into the process and that you want to make things better. So my biggest takeaway for SDRs here would be make sure that you could communicate as much as possible, lean on over communicating early so that you can build that relationship and show everybody that you have that buy-in. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts? No, I definitely agree. I love that you say that be confident that you are on the same team. I think a lot of new SDRs get imposter syndrome, like we all do, and Mm -hmm. think, oh man, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a fraud. I can't do this. But you have to understand that they chose you for a reason. They brought you Mm -hmm. on the team for a reason. And it's probably not because of your vast experience in sales. We're talking about in the SDR world, typically you're brand new to sales, but it's those intangibles, right? You showed Mm -hmm. them something in the interview process. And that's what you should lean into. It's those interpersonal skills. It's those soft skills. It's that time when you failed and you overcame that. It's that experience you have working in hospitality or working at something in in college or high school. They saw something and you've got to lean into that, right? Because you don't have this tons of sales experience hitting quota and doing president's club and all this cool stuff. You don't have that. So you got to lean into those intangibles. 100%. You you, you nailed that right on the head there, Tyler. 100% agree. And at the end of the day, that all comes to being coachable. Mm -hmm. So those are great points, 100%. Being coachable, this is another good one because I feel like 
We talked a little bit earlier about being open to feedback, constructive mm-hmm. feedback, but I feel like there's another layer to being coachable too. Like we're both sales coaches and coach new SDRs at Vendition, but like, what does it mean to be coachable? If you were talking to a brand new rep and you were saying like, I'm going to coach you, I'm going to help you out, I'm going to help train you. How can that rep be open to that coaching? What does good look like for you in that scenario, Eddie? That's a really amazing question to think about. So if I can take a second and think about it, I would say being coachable is asking for feedback, being able to receive feedback. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, are you applying the feedback in the coaching, right? If you are starting to implement some of the key takeaways you are coaching to, then guess what? I'm like, wow, this person is really coachable. They're receptive to feedback. They're asking what they can do to get better. And not only that, they're taking that next step and actually applying the coaching, Mm -hmm. right? That's an ideal scenario for me. No, that makes all the sense. Yeah, because you can get the feedback, but if you're not doing anything with it and you continue to make the same mistakes, that's where leadership will start to look and see, is this person actually coachable? Can they actually assimilate to some of the ideas and things that, and it doesn't mean you can't be yourself, right? It doesn't mean you can't put your own spin and flair on the role and the conversations and the emails and the social touches. It doesn't mean we want you to be human, Mm -hmm. but Typically, those folks that have been there a little bit longer understand the buyer a little bit more and understand the industry a little bit more, which is a good segue into the next topic, which is, I think understanding the buyer and the industry is one of the most important things new SDRs can do. Talk to me. Do you think that's important, Eddie? And if so, why? 100%. This is definitely a key piece I love to focus on. Early stage SDRs, you need to understand your buyers. Understanding your buyers is so important. Understanding the market you're selling into, understanding the problems that you're solving for your prospect is so important because people resonate with problems that you can solve for them versus the product and the features that you have. I'm a big proponent. That's the messaging I always communicate via LinkedIn to any SDRs I work with. It's very important. So a lot of questions I get early on is, I call it persona paralysis. You got new (laughs) SDRs coming out of their their role green and they're like, hey, you know, I'm not feeling comfortable reaching out to CFOs and CEOs and I don't know, you know, what it's like. So they start feeling anxious and they get that call reluctance. The best way we can accelerate and bridge that gap is better understand their world, right? You don't need to have that experience, but you just need to understand, hey, what are these personas? What are some of the key challenges that they care about, right? And then how can you solve for that with your product? Without getting into features, it's, hey, these are the three challenges that you have. Totally understand. Hey, these are how we solve for them. This is how we've done it in the past. Hey, are you interested in learning more? And guess what? You're going to break through more times than not with messaging that way Mm -hmm. versus product-centric, company-centric messaging. 100%. Always try to recommend them-focused language. And part of it is like being actually curious about them, about your prospect. I think that a lot of SDRs just think, I'm nervous, right? I'm scared. I've never, I don't know what they go through, but like, have you done anything to try to figure out what they're going through? Have you talked to people on your team? Have you listened to calls that that your that your existing uh, sales folks are already making? Have you listened to those buyer conversations? Like you need to listen. Get into Gong or whatever recording tool you have. Listen to those conversations. They they'll tell you exactly what's going on in their world. They'll tell you what's what their issues and challenges are. But part of it is just taking the initiative to listen and to learn and to be curious on the front end, because I feel like if you can do that, you'll better understand those people and then you will feel more confident going into those conversations. Absolutely. You nailed it right there. That's the most important piece, being curious and asking questions, right? So many times the the reps come in, they're extremely excited. And what is the old saying? How's the old saying go there, Tyler? You and I both know telling is not selling, right? 
Yeah, exactly. 100%. Right? You got to ask questions, right? That's all we really do. We ask questions in sales and then we learn how to shut up because we are all, we all love to talk about ourselves. I was telling a, a new group of SDRs this yesterday, like, guess what people love? People love themselves. I love Bingo. to talk about me. You love to talk about you. Everybody loves to talk about themselves. In sales, like we're intentionally not doing that. We are not leading with ourselves or our company or our product. We want to be them focused. And the more them right. focused we can be, the more, it doesn't matter how much you know about them or their world and you've never mm -hmm. done a CFO role. It doesn't really matter if you're curious and you're interested. That's a great starting point. Absolutely. 100% agree with that. Yeah. Great point. Awesome. So another key thing that I feel like we see a lot for new reps, especially in this new world where there is a lot more remote selling happening. When I'm, re when I'm remote selling, reps are selling in their bedrooms, in their den, at the coffee shop. Not a lot of reps are in the office, so they miss mm -hmm. some of the, It's a huge advantage. I've been in offices before, you have too. Mm -hmm. it's, it's an advantage to be there in the thick of things and have your manager mm -hmm. there and other SDRs are calling and there's energy. We don't have that at home. Remote selling is totally different. How can a new mm -hmm. SDR over figure that out? That's a tough spot to be in. What is your best tips and practices for selling remotely for the first time? Yeah, this is a really good topic that I actually talk about quite a bit. And I noticed that at least half of my reps have some reservations to selling remote. You bring up the point of selling in office, you have the bullpen atmosphere, everyone energy's there, music's up, everybody's failing with each other, right? <laughs> and, and that's the, the best part. So how can we like emulate that a little bit more in a remote? I've promoted call blitzes via Zoom. I promoted that, simulate that, that bullpen atmosphere. Gamifying things is amazing, right? If you can gamify the art of being an SDR, that's a great piece as well, how to build camaraderie, right? Slack groups, get chat over Slack with each other, share your failures, laugh about it. How many objections can I get today, right? <laughs> I just told this story to an SDR. How many objections can I get today? First one, coffee on me. Yeah. And, yeah. It's more along those lines, having fun with it, trying to be connected. But most importantly as well, have some process in place for yourself where you can step away. Mm -hmm. When it gets tough, step away, pencil out those breaks. A lot of us are working with a bed just next to us. So <laughs> it's like, hey, pencil out some time, go grab some fresh air, walk around the block, collect yourself and then come back in, yep. dive back into your, to your, your time blocks. So yeah. yeah, those are a couple of key pieces that I focus on with this. No, I totally agree. And I do agree that you have to build in the breaks. I think new SDRs fall into this trap of okay, cool. I'm going to work for these uh, six, eight, six, eight, ten hours or whatever. This is my block here. And I'm going to build in like one five minute break and then maybe one other five minute break. And now you might need more than that. Give yourself a reward for getting beat up on the phones. Give yourself a reward for doing all that research. Give yourself a reward for sending out 30 cold emails like that is taxing work and you've got to mentally break in between or you will mm -hmm. burn out and then you'll be less effective doing all of it. So you've got to figure out that cadence and that's part of building your process. That's another mm -hmm. thing that that we coach on a lot is like having that process, planning your day, time blocking being a key one. What are some of the things you recommend on the front end for new SDRs for planning their day and, and building a process for themselves? Yeah, that's a great point. As far as process goes, it's really important to understand what works, right? Understand what works early. A lot of reps that I speak with, they don't know what the structure looks like. They're waiting to be told because that's what they're used to, right? In school or early on in their careers, like, hey, go do this, right? Yep. Now we're taking ownership of our schedules. So definitely time blocking is huge. Identify one task at a time, block out a chunk of time so that you're only focused on one thing at a time and break down the role that way. Another great piece is Talking to existing reps, right? Who's having the success, right? Who are your top performers? Replicate what they're doing at some level 
And then you can innovate and build out your own process as you gain more experience. But um, yeah, you need to have some something to follow. You need a roadmap to at least set the foundation and then you can detour later on yeah. as you grow. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I love the idea of emulating the top rep. I don't know why. I feel like some new reps are scared to, oh, I don't want to bother them. Don't mm-hmm. want to bother them. But you have to mm-hmm. understand like that top new rep they probably want to be a team lead or a manager or something like they need to develop that skill set of working with you. And if you're working in a, at a good fit, that's the culture, right? You're going to, yeah. they're going to help you. And then you're going to help the next person down the line in a few months. But I would be in the hip pocket of that top rep. Like I would be figuring out what are they using? What templates are they using? What does their call script look like? How do they structure their day? What makes them successful? Like, how did they get there? Know that you're not playing the same game as them probably from day mm-hmm. one. Like they've built a process and a mm-hmm. and probably a book of business. So don't compare yourself numbers-wise to them from day one, but you can compare yourself process-wise to them day one because I think that is key is let's replicate what the best folks are doing. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that I highly recommend. It sounds like you do too, Eddie. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a really good thing um, that, that you mentioned that. So emulating top reps, what their structure is, right? You can go back to and have any sports analogies, pick out any of the greats. And when they mentored, guess what? Their mentees were mirroring their gym schedules, right? Their their workout schedules, their diet. So mm-hmm. they were just saying, hey, if this works for this person and they're at that level, then maybe I should follow along as well. Yep. And that's what I definitely want to communicate across to all early SDRs. Yeah, for sure. One thing that we we haven't touched on is the reason behind what, what we're doing in sales, that why. Start With Why is a great book. And it's one that it is something that I think all new sales reps need to think about is why are we doing what we're doing? How do you coach reps, Eddie, brand new sales reps and SDRs around that why and that reason for what they're doing? Yeah, really good question. And it's tough at times because this is where you need to build trust with your SDR because you need to let them get vulnerable a little bit and and take a step back. For any SDR managers out there, you probably experienced this as well. So typically the way I approach it is understanding that they can be vulnerable with me. I built that trust. So really starting to unpack why they get on, why did you get into sales? What are you, what goals are you trying to achieve? And more importantly, why is that important for you to achieve those goals? Mm. Right. And when I, when I look back for me, like when I first started, I, it was hard for me to break in a traditional background. So when I broke into tech, I always knew I wanted to be an AE. So I started as SDR, yep. you know, navigated my way. And every time I failed, I was like, this is only temporary. I'm getting better. I need to learn. And it's going to help me push me, push me forward to my goals and be an AE. So for me, that AE uh, seat was like my why, why I wanted to get there. But even deeper than that, it's, that the, the income associated, the mm. things that I can do with the income, that's the real why. I wanted to help my family. Mm-hmm. I wanted to you know be a great example to, to my two younger brothers. I wanted to help establish myself in tech. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of the, those intrinsic motivations yeah. that really come to play in that why. And touching on those is, is where it's at. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think all reps would say they are financially motivated right in sales. They know, I hear a lot like, oh, I can, I'm, I'm, excited to go out and be able to earn based on my productivity, based on what mm-hmm. I do and achieve. I want to be able to have my my paycheck reflect that. However, like you do need to figure out like the why behind money. Just money is not really a good enough reason. What would you do with that money? If you had mm-hmm. an extra however much money, like what would you do? Would you pay off your student debt? Would you try to save up to buy a car or to go on a trip and travel or to buy it, put a down payment on a house or a condo or something? What are you going to do with that money? Because that's the real reason, right? Money is just 
just a gateway to those things. So I feel like new managers should dig in a little bit deeper and not just say, oh, money, great. We're so excited. You're going to make a ton of money here. But what mm-hmm. is that reason why? And it, you bring up trust and vulnerability. That is so important. It's so important. And I think it mm-hmm. might be one thing that I see pretty consistently on the front end, like new SDRs. I think we just assume that that's just going to automatically happen. And it doesn't, right? You've got to work on that. The SDR has to work on that. And the sales yeah. manager has to work on that as well. How, what do you see as examples of good there, Eddie? Like, how can you build, if I'm a new SDR, how can I be vulnerable? That's a hard thing to do. Like, how can I be vulnerable and build like a trustful relationship with my manager? Yeah, this is really good. And it's important to establish that foundation. So I like to, similar to what we do is we have early things before we even start a professional development, right? Like before we even get into any tactical like coaching, Mm -hmm. we just talk about each other. What are your backgrounds? Get to align a little bit more with the why, their intrinsic motivations as manager to rep. Understand what motivates them, understand their goals in life, understand their background, and just help understand from a person to person level. It's not manager to SDR, it's peer to peer, right? Like you and I were working to the same goal. So level setting there is really, really important. And then you can build all that by demonstrating some credibility as an SDR manager, not talk about your war stories, but Hey, dive in on a cold call blitz every now and then build that buy-in for your team. And guess what? If you can do that, then your team is going to trust you. They're going to know you you got your best interest, their best interest in mind, and they're going to go to bat for whatever you say. Doing a couple of those things are a great way to pivot into building that trust. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Any other advice you'd have for anything that we haven't touched on yet or anything that you want to reiterate for brand new SDRs, someone brand new to sales for those first 30 days? What else should they keep in mind, Eddie? Yeah, you're not alone. Leverage a network, find a mentor. You you can't go at this alone if you want to do it right. It's a tough game. So get out there, talk to the people who are doing the job that you want, and then always commit to your self-development. It's key, right? You're not. This is not a nine to five, especially when you're first learning. Yep. You really got to invest in yourself do as much learning on your own, right? Self-education is key to this role. Mm. And those are the reps that tend to stay in the game the longest because they're skilling up, they're acquiring the knowledge, the know-how, and they're building the mindset. So those are a few things uh, that I love to check for early SDRs. If you can do that, then you're on the right path. 100%. Love it. Eddie, uh, how can my listeners find you online if they want to learn more about you? Yeah, absolutely. My LinkedIn, Eddie Cortez, would be the best way to find me. Feel free to DM me at SDRs who want to get into tech, feel free to do that. Existing SDRs, you want to chat through some challenges. I'm always there as well. Anybody looking for some guidance and mentorship, ping me on LinkedIn. That'd be the best place to do so. Perfect. Love it. Thanks so much, Eddie. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate it. All right. Later, man. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. You can find all the links discussed and the show notes at thesaleslift.com. That's the T-H-E sales, S-A-L-E-S, lift, L-I-F-T, dot com. Have questions for me? Email me at tyler at thesaleslift.com. We look forward to seeing you back here next week. And we hope today's show brings you the sales lift your business needs. Remember, ideas plus action equals results. You've got new ideas. Now it's time to take action and the results will follow. See you next time.